Hello and welcome everyone to the Key to Licensing One Simple Idea, simplifying licensing for inventors, product developers, and idea people. If you are here looking to learn about how to get your product to market through the route of licensing, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and make sure to join the others who are on their licensing journey. Hello and welcome everybody to another InventRight podcast. We have a former student of ours, Phil Case. And um, for those of you who don't remember, uh, InventRight did a competition for our 20th anniversary for individuals to submit their uh, videos asking, you know, talking about how and why they should become students of our program. And Phil Case and his partner, Brian, uh, entered the contest and they were winners of the bootcamp program. So that was last summer in July when you, uh, when they started with us. And now I have Phil, we don't have Brian with us. He is very busy, um, but we will do him right and justice. And, uh, and Phil will talk about um, how, what the experience and what their journey has been. So Phil, welcome to the program. I appreciate you taking this time. I know that it took us quite a while back and forth of finding some time to get together. And lo and behold, during the you know coronavirus craziness, we do have some time to actually chat and bring you on to our podcast. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you, Sylvia, for the introduction, and I'm glad uh, we could get together. Absolutely. So why don't you get us started with your journey, kind of where you begin and take us through where things are at today. All right. Yeah, I'll... Uh, but don't start the day you were of, born. That's too early on. <laughs> in no, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of how, <laughs> how, far, how far back do I go. Um, um, well... No, so, yeah, wherever you feel comfortable. Yeah, I'll start, um, you know, probably a few years back, I guess the earliest I can kind of remember of of having this this concept of entrepreneurship kind of take over, you know, some of uh, some of my goals and, you know, or, you know, it being so, a, a concept that I really started diving into. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, years ago, I'd say it's probably over 10 years ago at this point. You know, I've I've always had a lot of ideas for whatever kind of product. I've always kind of liked to tinker with things, build things. You know, growing up as a skateboarder, we would build a lot of things and and create obstacles for us to use. So, yeah. you know, I was always interested in that kind of like the ability to create something. I was never really an artist per se. Right. I can't draw for the life of me. I can't, you know, do a lot of, I guess, traditional, um, what might be considered artist skills. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I, I always recall having a lot of ideas to solve, you know, day-to-day problems. So I, I guess some of the ideas I've had in the past really, even from the beginning, fit into probably what would be better in like a licensing model versus venturing but um you know in the beginning you really don't know about that kind of stuff you're just like oh i got this idea what do i do with it yeah now what not what now what yeah and and i and i know steven talks a lot about that in the books and you know i think as an entrepreneur where 
you know, a lot of people are starting, you're like, yeah, well, I have an idea. I don't know what the heck to do with this, right? Doesn't starting a business cost a lot of money? Like, I don't know how to write a business plan. You know, all the, tri- all the, all the things you don't know until you start learning. So at that point, you know, I think this was probably one of my first ideas. It was for uh, a men's undergarment <laughs> product uh-huh. um, that, you know, I had this concept and, you know, first I'm like, well, I got to make the thing. I don't know how to make the thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I tried to recruit a buddy's friend to do, or buddy, uh, a friend of mine's mom to do some sewing for me, which went all right. But then um, at that point I was doing my bachelor's degree in, um, in IT at the Milwaukee School of Engineering. And they had an entrepreneurship class. And in that class, it was like entrepreneurship 101, you write a business plan. Yeah. Like, this is perfect. Right. So then you write your traditional business plan, but even, even after you kind of map out some of those, the business plan, right, your startup costs, your pro formas, you know, how the, the, the traditional business plan typically revolves around the traditional like venture model. Correct. So even, yes. even getting some guidance in there and you say, okay, now I, I've written a business plan. Um, <laughs> that still doesn't necessarily provide me too much clarity or confidence necessarily. Like now I just know that I can very clearly see that it costs way more money than I have. And right. I, I need, I can't quit everything and venture and, you know, try to find a million dollars to start an underwear company. Right. You know, so <laughs> it, even, even at that point, yeah. I'm, it's like, you're like, well, okay. Um, I, I still have no idea what to do with this. Yeah. And then, you know, over the next few years, it was really like still kind of tinkering on ideas. I think that one kind of fell off to the side because I found a similar product and, you know, I think I probably had this similar doubts that most entrepreneurs have. You're like, this is way too overwhelming. It costs way too much money. I have no idea where to do it. I don't know how to go talk with somebody in Thailand to manufacture, yeah. you know, so all, all of those things where you're like, most people stop before they even get started on actually taking any idea to fruition. Yeah. So then I'm like, there's got to be a better way than this. And then around that time, I think it was just when Stephen launched one simple idea mm-hmm. and uh you know because because I, I started having so many ideas i'm like there's got to be a way i'm an idea person right i like to create an idea articulate an idea do the marketing all that stuff and then you know my attention span i'm like right, i gotta move on to the next idea now yeah so a lot you know along with like how overwhelming it is to launch one specific business mm-hmm. And then also having ideas come to you on a daily or weekly basis. It's like, you know, trying to find a way that I can proceed with some of my ideas with less risk, but, you know, maybe I can still make some money doing it. Um, Then you don't have to be only working on building a business or a company just for one idea that that is going to take all your time and your focus and your capital, like then you're, then you're limited to, well, but I have all these other ideas that I have as well. And so how, or when am I going to work on those? If I'm trying to create and build an entire company just to bring one product to market, let alone 
have the time to work on all these other ideas that I have as well. So it's, it's for an inventor and a person with like a creative mind that is always coming up with ideas. It, it kind of doesn't fit into the typical venture business model. Um, as far as like, it, it, it just doesn't, it's like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, right? Like not everyone is yeah. going to, that it's not going to make sense for every single person, especially when you're, you're constantly coming up with ideas. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was kind of the, you know, a difficult moment for me realizing like, where do I go with my entrepreneurship? Like, I know I want to be an entrepreneur and use my creativity, but you know, you watch Shark Tank or you hear stories about entrepreneurs that you know, sold everything and yes. quit their job and, you know, slept, slept on a friend's couch. I'm like, you know, I have student loans. I have a mortgage. I have, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of people have a similar story. I'm like, I, it's not about the work. I'm, I'll do all the work that's required. I just can't jump, you know, take that leap. Because I just, you know, I, I could never square that and figure out how to do that. And like you said, not to mention, you know, I, my ideas can be, you know, I can be fickle with them. You know, I might work on one and then say, Ooh, I rather really like this one. I'm going to put this one to the side and now work on the, the one I just found out about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, combining all these things, it's like, well, I don't know what to do with my ideas. And, um, you know, and I still, because I'm a, I I love academia, you know, I have a bachelor's degrees, two master's degrees, you know, I've worked on a grant program with the National Science Foundation to learn like lean launch and lean startup. So um, cool. you, and a lot of those were just be, because I like to learn. I'm like a student of entrepreneurship. Yeah, right. Just to learn the stories. So like, as much as I am a student of entrepreneurship, right, I want to put it into practice too. Yeah, and, I used and the, to, it was like. The, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. I was gonna say. I was gonna, are you, <laughs> no. no, no, you finish. You finish, and then I gotta make a comment. Go. Um, and yeah, it was like the more, you know, the more I learned about, you know, startups and technology and stuff, the more I kind of learned like, maybe this isn't the the route I want to do. You know, my. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, some people are artists in the way that they create music or drawings or paintings or photography. And, mm -hmm. you know, I started kind of looking at what I do as like an art, you know, like being creative in a way to like look at an idea that solves a problem. Yeah. And, you know, you can put together some, right, put together all the pieces to the puzzle, right? It's got a market. It solves a problem. It does, um, you know, it can be manufactured at a price. So I started to bring all these together, but, um, you know, I've had some software ideas too that I've, um, tried to develop and you're like, you know, you read all the stories about companies, you know, their, their seed funding phase was $20 million. Yeah. Had to, you know, I'm like, that's just not a, a path I want to go down. So, um, yeah. but I still love learning about it. I, I study entrepreneurship on a daily basis just because it's, you know, all of it's fascinating to me. But. Yeah, I I I remember when I when I was going through like my master's degree, and it's not in um, entrepreneurship at all or anything even close to it. But um, I remember think like I am the same way. I I love learning. Like if I can, I would if I 
if somebody would pay me to be a full-time student in any, in <laughs> almost any, <laughs> like feed me inform, like information. And I just, I love reading and I love learning. And, um, and I felt the same, I felt the same way. Like I, the more you, the more you know, but then the more you realize that you don't know, and then the more you're willing to learn and, it, it was just so, it's so cool, but I had never heard of licensing because, because our, our education system is very much focused on entrepreneurship as a venture business model. And so not many schools, if any, I, I don't, I'm not aware of teach licensing or talk about it in like entrepreneurial classes or anything or talk about the process because they themselves don't know the process. And so it was fascinating to completely learn, especially reading Stephen's book about like, whoa, there is another way. So like you had mentioned before, there has to be some other way. And then finding the book and just kind of soaking it up like a sponge, like, oh my God, this is, you know, this <laughs> is so amazing. So yeah. yeah. And did you find, yeah, that, so how did you find, like, how did you find out about then licensing? You know, I, I was trying to think about that. Like, when did I, when did I pinpoint that exactly? Um, but you, cause you know, like, like you said, in, you know, I, I took a whole bunch of entrepreneurship classes and they did, they just didn't teach that. It's a, they teach the entrepreneurship for venturing and maybe entrepreneurship, like, operating as an entrepreneur within a company or like having an entrepreneur mindset within a company. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, I don't know how I stumbled upon Stephen's book, to be honest. I, yeah, I'm always Googling things, mm -hmm. right? Like how, what do I do with an idea? Yes. How can I yeah. take this idea to market? Like, cause it's like, you know, as Shark Tank, they talk about it a lot too, where it's like, you don't have a company of a product, right? If you right. have, if you have a, a range of products or you have a thing where you can make, maybe make a line of products, is different than having, you know, a simple innovation that you're yeah, on an existing product. So, um, so I, yeah, I stumbled upon Stephen's book and, you know, being, you know, I had worked in IT um, in the industry for years um, with some consulting companies and at Harley Davidson doing IT management. And so over these years, I'm a, I'm a process and documentation driven person. Yeah. Right? You're like, well, What's the, what's the process to do this? There's got to be a, a repeatable process. And especially, you know, academia teaches you a lot about repeatable processes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, even, even if licensing maybe had been mentioned in school, nobody really dove into that rabbit hole at all because it all seemed like, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Like, nobody's just going to buy your idea. You have to venture it, right? Correct. You have to do it this way. Yes. And you're like, well... Is it though? Like I have all these ideas. You're just saying I like I have to start a company with each one of them. So, and even as a you know when you first hear about licensing, you're like, I don't know. Like, is that possible though? But then you read Stephen's book and you're like, well, you break it down into a process. And you know, having gone through like the National Science Foundation stuff and and all that, like processes really make sense. Right. Because I know you know I can have like milestones and phase gates, right? Like. If it passes the first step, then I move to the next one. Right. If it gets the check mark there, then I move to the next one. So it's like, well, 
at each one of those steps, you either kill it or move it to the next one. So something like that really resonates with me. And uh, so then, like you said, I just started sucking up, like just reading as much of it as I could. You know, I have, um, I'm at my bookshelf right now. I have um, all of Stephen's, I have two copies of Sell Your Ideas with or without a patent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so re- just reading about that stuff kind of um, really resonated with me. But even, even so, you know, without somebody to hold you accountable <laughs> along the whole way, it's like, it can be easy to consume the materials, but still kind of like, not do it. Yeah, you know, working on it. And yeah, not do it. So like, you know, I've always had ideas and always had like 20 different ideas that I'm working on. But when you're trying to do that and you really don't have, you know, a way to hold yourself accountable to the process, that's when you're like, you know, I just have a closet full of half prototypes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, Did you end up at that time, like when you were reading Stephen's book, did you also, were you watching the YouTube videos as well? Or did you even know we had YouTube videos? Yeah, I think um, when I started reading the book, I, I watched a lot of the YouTube videos for sure. Um, and I, I still try to make it a point to watch like one of them a day for mm-hmm. every couple of days. Um, so that was... You know, watching the YouTube videos definitely helped a lot. And then, yeah, I saw the program and I'm like, well, the program sounds really nice. I don't, you know, I don't know if I have the money right now to, to do that. But um, that's when, you know, when we saw the, the challenge come up. Yeah, well, I guess I could take another step back a little bit. So, yeah, when did, um, when did Brian come into the picture? That's, that's what I was just going to say. So, um, so Brian had been, we've been best friends for 15, 20 years, maybe. Um, and he's a, also a tinkerer. We grew up skateboarding together and, you know, my friends and family all knew I was always working on some idea. Yeah. And, uh, and I told Brian, I'm like, you know, I had mentioned him licensing and all the kind of stuff, right? He's familiar just because we talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like, hey, this is a thing I'm working on. I might try this licensing thing. And, you know, I think probably like most people, they're like, licensing, that's not going to work. <laughs> or, right. you know, people are really curious about like, is, I hear you talking about this a lot, but is that real? And then, you know, I started introducing it. I gave him a copy of the One Simple Idea, started really showing him like, no, this is, there's a process. There's a legitimate, <laughs> repeatable way to take this. And my idea, my goal was always, you know, hey, you want to help me with this idea? We'll do it, and then we'll move on to the next one. And then, you know, kind of build a cadence where we can, you know, launch maybe or go, start pitching an idea every couple months. Mm-hmm. So then I, I started talking to him about um, one idea, and we started working on the prototype. And and it was funny because, uh, you know, as we're talking, I'm like, hey, Brian, I think we should really sign up for this InventRight program because – you know, we have some legitimate, we have some really good ideas that I think we can work on, but we really need somebody to like help us through this process because, you know, like, like we were talking about, even if you read the book, you know, it's, it's really easy to get distracted or, you know, have your non-inventing life kind of, um, 
take over, take over yes some of the goals you have there so so then and then so then we saw the the post and we're like well this is a pretty crazy coincidence because we were just talking about signing up for it and planning how we could do that um so yeah he's um you know we decided to put together a video and uh have a little fun with it yeah so and i'm uh i'm glad brian was a part of the the video and the process you know he in me being coming from like academia and you know that kind of like I'm, i sometimes i may be a little too rigid or process oriented and i'm like um where he is probably a little more fun with it than I was. I'm like, no, we should <laughs> sit down it. and look at the camera and tell our story. <laughs> He's like, dude, why don't we go skateboard? Like, hey, that's a good idea. Um, so he he brought in the a fun part because sometimes I take things a little too seriously, maybe. Yeah. Um, and not not in a bad way. Just you know, I'm. That's you know how how I operate. So yes. Um. He made it a lot more fun, and so we submitted the video, and uh, we're like, "Oh man, this is this is awesome! Think about how cool it's going to be when we get into the program." And you go through your ups and downs. We're like, "Oh, we we totally got this." And then we look at it, and we're like, "Man, that video sucks. Uh. We look like idiots." <laughs> and, and then we're like, "We're like, man, I wonder how many people submitted. Maybe, probably not a lot. With ten, twenty, fifty. And then we saw we saw on Facebook that I think it was like 250 people submitted videos, a lot of videos. Yeah, I think it was. We, yeah, we became we got, we got a lot. <laughs> yeah, we became a little less confident. We're like, I don't know, but we did a good job, right? So, um, we didn't know. I didn't know how to read it, and I kept watching the video. I'm like, I'm glad you were a part of this because you're more fun in the video than I am. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, so then. I was actually, uh, I took a, an early day off of work and went to go kayak on the river with some friends uh, in Milwaukee. And I got a call, or I, I saw I had a missed call and a voicemail from, I think it was like Northern California. And I'm like, wait, is this? Because it was that, I, I remember it was the day that the announcement was going to be made. And then seeing a voicemail from California, I'm like, this has to be. It's so it's funny right. when California, <laughs> when, when you get a number from California, <laughs> yeah, that you're normally, exactly. like, you're... someone's important, someone important's calling me. Someone, yeah. <laughs> I got to get this. This is so, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. That's great. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was hilarious. Cause it's, I think it even said like Northern California or something like yeah. that. I'm like, what? Wait, it's the day. Cause you know, Brian and I had been messaging back and forth. We're like, you know, today's the day they're going to announce it. Yeah. And oh then, uh, then I checked my voicemail and it was Steven on the voicemail mm -hmm. saying, Hey, we want to talk to you. Um, and that was like, that was a pretty surreal moment. That's awesome. We're loading up our kayaks and I'm like, wait, like, holy cow. Like I have to call Steven back. Steven That's Key. So like I've been cool. reading his books and, and, uh, it, yeah, it was, it was a very surreal moment. Um, awesome. Yes, you won. You were you were the winners. Yeah. You, you were the winners. We won. 
So then you, now your mind's wrapped up into, okay, we are starting the program. So who was your coach? Who were you working with when you were in the program? We had Terry as our coach. Okay. And so take us through your experience being students in the program. You know, was it hard? Was it easy? Was it, um, you know, what did you like, just go through what, what that was like to have a coach and to be going through the process and like, you know, just kind of what that felt like. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, we, I think right when, uh, just shortly after we found out we won, I think we started our classes a, a week or two after that. And what I really liked about it was, um, you know, there, we had like the videos, to follow uh -huh. and get an assignment almost yep. and follow along into the workbook to say, Hey, watch these couple videos, you know, read through this, you know, chapter in the book and then do the work. And for me, you know, like I said, I'm a lifelong student and yeah. that, that structure, you know, like I, it's extremely satisfying to me. Yes. I'm like, you know, How if I can watch Brian a video and then do that, this. Because Brian's a little um, bit different with, with and it is it's very much um like I, I'm like that too so I like the structure but I not every single person is kind of like an academic or like that might not be there more might be tactile or, or hands-on and so like did Brian was Brian working through that with you or did you do that part and then like Brian handles some other aspects of it so how how did you guys both kind mm -hmm. of go through it yeah good did you beat question. him did because you beat brian with no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, i you know i think my perspective from the beginning or w one thing that's really good about the materials that you follow along as you're going through the program is that yeah. you know they're not like you're not reading 55 pages of really dry textbook material oh God, right yes. it's really it's really practical stuff that you read it and you're like oh this okay, this really makes sense. And yeah. so it kind of, it like, when you read through those materials, I think it's, it's more exciting than it is overwhelming yes. because it breaks it down. And it's like, you think it's this big overwhelming, like, oh, I have to do, you know, you think the amount of work you have to do is just massive. And then you read it and it's like, wait, this is a little simpler. Yes. You know, cause there's the work takes time. It takes a lot of energy but what exactly you have to do is simple and practical messages, right? So, exactly, yes, and, yes. And what I, what I didn't want to do, so we both went through the materials every, okay, you know, throughout the step and or throughout the process. And he, he had already read the book. I've read the book, but we were like, and Terry asked us if we wanted to start at, you know, a couple steps down. Mm -hmm. um, I think even at like putting together a hit list, but we're like, let's just start from the beginning. If we, if we can get through some of the earlier steps quicker then we can do that, but let's start from the beginning because what I wanted for, and Brian, what we both wanted to go through the process, like not necessarily hand it off and say, you read this section, I do this section, but both go through the process so we can both learn it. And um, even though we were a team, you know, we, we wanted to set each other up for being able to do this independently in the future. So if I 
did step one and then he did step two and then we went back and forth and we're not both getting everything out of the program I don't think so yes right. Um, we decided from the beginning that we would both participated in it all and you know there were some pieces within each one that you know we'd kind of hand off a lot mm-hmm. with like the prototyping and once we started getting into like creating marketing materials or maybe we'd shoot the video together and then he would take it home and edit it and maybe then I'm working on the prototypes and yes. kind of hand that stuff off but yeah for the most part going through each step of the program we did together for sure awesome and so what type of um like what industry was your first product in that you were submitting your idea in the first one so this evolved as ideas do um quite a bit and you know with the help of of terry um because so we had an idea uh that would have helped in being from wisconsin any kind of device that can help you remove snow and ice from your car right when it's you have 10 inches of snow and it's seven in the morning. You got to get to work in 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we started working on an idea that we're like, oh, this is um, something we're really familiar with. But then we did have a realization early on with Terry that, you know, the, the functionality of the invention could probably be applied a bit more broadly. Um so that you know we're not diving down some really niche route with you know maybe a handful of companies that that make the product so the product evolved a bit so it went from more snow removal device to a more broad function that can be used with like in uh the painting industry okay the you know outdoor any any anything with kind of long handled tools i guess okay evolved to that because we wanted to make it a little more universal where somebody could buy the thing and then use it with any device they have whether it's a a winter product a painting product a cleaning product yeah um so it evolved a bit from you know where where we initially went but when we did that we found out you know our available companies that we can put on our hit list that were legitimate companies that took ideas expanded you know significantly oh yeah. and and the function of the product didn't require much modification to um to make it more applicable or universally usable mm-hmm. awesome and so you had your cell sheet and you like the idea started to evolve you broadened the number of companies and um so during while you're in the program were you actively submitting your sell sheet to companies yes we were um so every friday our cadence with terry was really meeting every friday every friday afternoon so we would put together um you know and this was from step one all the way through so we go through each step and what really helped was Without a coach, we would have probably been working on the prototype till today. Oh my because, lord! Okay. Well, because you know you're, you never think the step you're on is done. Yeah. And especially, you know, with kind of the licensing methodology, it's get interest before you spend every minute of your time on making the prototype. You know, the most perfect prototype yes. it could be. 
Yes. Because we're not selling the exact prototype. We're selling the benefit that the prototype provides. So, yeah. I, you know, I, w one of the biggest things with our, with having a coach was you're doing this step enough where you're ready to move on and know that you can still refine the step in the future. If a company says, right, refine the prototype a little more, we have concerns. Exactly. exactly. Um, so that really, really helped us because and it, maybe it's a bit hyperbolic to say we'd still be working on it now, but, but that you know, I is think probably a lot of it, that's something that I think inventors, product developers, or whenever tinkers are perfecting the prototypes. And I hear this all the time and we hear it all the time is the emphasis on the, on perfecting the prototype, getting it looking and functioning exactly like the way that you would want it to, because sometimes in your mind, you think this is what I'm going to be presenting to the company. This is what's important when it's really the benefits of the idea and then and then getting to the final prototype because at the end of the day the company is still going to make some final changes to it or whatever it might be but they want to see does you know what what are the benefits of this product that you're showing me and um yeah and whether or not it has it's bedazzled or it has, you know, gold coming out of it. Or, I mean, you know, you can, you can work mm -hmm. on it, right? Like you can just keep on working on that prototype until your hands are raw and until you can't, your brain is exploding. <laughs> I mean, but, but then oh, yeah. that's all yeah. you have. Then, then what, then what have you like, there's so much time. Sometimes there's too much time spending on the prototypes and not enough time on moving on to the next step. And I think that is why having that coach is so important so that they can just be really straight with you and direct and say, all right, you need to stop right now before I come over and beat you with, <laughs> with your prototype. Um, and I don't want that people to think we beat just full disclosure. We really don't physically abuse our, our students <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not experience any physical abuse yeah. um but you know that's that's got to be i think one of the largest values that we got out of the coaching too was that moment to say all right guys you're, you're good with this stuff to, to move on like we we because when you're doing it on your own you never really know am I good to move to the next step? Do I need to keep refining this piece? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, so it's having a coach helps you determine which pieces you need to spend the time on. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, being a creative person and a tinkerer, uh, that prototype phase is always one where you kind of, you're like, wait, just give me a little more. You'll, <laughs> you'll, see, what I'm, you'll see what I'm talking about yeah. when I show you the next version. You're going to and, be blown uh, away. You're going to be blown away. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> all, it, so when, with the second product we were working on in, uh, so we, we, we did go through two products with Terry. Okay. Um, the first one we did go through pitching. We got some interest uh, from some companies, emailed back and forth. Uh, haven't you received a yes on the first idea? Um, I think who knows, you know, we might still get a couple, um, there's still a couple people that we're, we've been following up with 
until okay. we get a no. Yes. Uh, but I think you know the one of the really important pieces for us on the on the first idea was just getting getting through the steps to the point where we're pitching idea where we're we have yes. a sell sheet and we're reaching yeah. out to companies yeah. because you know I know Stephen and Andrew talk about it all the time you know until you start pitching your idea or sending it out to companies you're really not in the game yet because right. you know an idea is meaningless unless you start trying to determine does somebody want is is somebody interested in this idea. Yeah. So just going through that, getting over the nervous, like, okay, now I'm I'm going to call this company. I hope I have my spiel kind of in order when they answer. And, you know, it's really nerve wracking. And, yeah. um, but getting through that was like, that was a major hurdle. You know, in all the years I've been working on ideas, I've never reached out to companies to see if they're interested in the idea. Wow. So yeah. it was a really big, really big moment. It was like yeah. a very proud moment to to start doing this, you're like, well, now I guess I'm an, I'm a, pro, I'm a professional product developer, you right? Are. I have a, I have a, an idea. It's got a sell sheet. It's got a video. I have a PPA out there. I can legitimately put patent pending on my, yeah. on my materials. So cool. And you're reaching out to companies and that's like, it's pretty, it, you know, it's a, I know it's a part that's it can be pretty nerve wracking sometimes, but it's also probably the most exciting because yeah, you know, just one of those responses or you know, one right call, you know, could change your life pretty pretty quickly. Exactly. Um, Ex exactly. That's so huge. That's so significant. You know, where like I mean, what you just stated that you had never reached out to companies and it becoming students in the program, working with your coach, getting through each step, you know, that, Terry telling you what you need to start working on and focusing on getting to that point where now is the time, like now is the time to actually step into the arena. And I know that Steven talks yeah. about um, being in the game, getting in the game. And he's a huge basketball player. And he, lo like, he loves that analogy. Very like getting into the arena, right? So no one can really tell you what it's like and um, if they're not in the arena with you because um, and so like family members, friends, like people may not understand. They don't, they don't necessarily get it, but until you're in the arena and you're actually doing it and you're starting to um, contact companies and call them or email them or reach out to them on LinkedIn, whatever methodology that you're using, to actually put your idea that you've spent a lot of time working on <laughs> and of course the prototype and you know you're, you're putting your mental and physical time into um, and finally getting out and approaching companies it definitely makes it feel more real I think like that is the point where it's like oh my god now this is real like this is actually happening I am talking to companies oh my god somebody just emailed me what they want to look at my sell sheet holy bee <laughs> like they're interested they want to know more oh my god you know like it, it just continues to validate that this is an actual true process it is a valid process and it does you know you can do this. You know, you have the ideas, you know the process, you understand it, you are in the arena, you're putting your ideas out there, you're throwing out your punches. And um, 
you know, you keep going and it's a matter of timing when it's going to be, what product it's going to be, what company it's going to be. And you're approaching companies as a professional, knowing exactly what to say and how to approach them. And, um, and, and they take you more seriously because of that. You know, they put you, as Steven says, not in their amateur list, but they see you more as a professional because of that. And um, the material, your sell sheets, your approach all speaks for itself because it is done so well and it's so professional and it has thought placed into it and the ideas have uh, research behind it and et cetera. So, um, so it's so cool. It's so cool that you get, you know, you are now in the game, you know, you're in the arena and uh, submitting your ideas to companies. So what do you foresee for you yeah. and Brian? How are things, um, how are things going? Where are you at with that, with the process and kind of what do you anticipate kind of in the future as well? Yeah. So our, our first idea that, that we went through with Terry and I think that took us, probably three months, um, you know, so we started going through our hit list. And then as we're going through the hit list and following up, we're talking about the next idea. And, you yep. know, that kind of took a little bit to decide which one do we want to work on. I think, you know, that's that's another, you know, interesting part of the process too. And I think that kind of has to be done at, you know, the the person with the idea's discretion, which one do you want to put your time into next? Yeah. So that took us a little bit to say, all right, this is the one we think has legs. And, you know, we'd bounce ideas off of Terry, but, you know, that's another one where, you know, you would never expect somebody to say, oh, that's a great idea. You should do that one. So, you know, it's really, um, you know, we we just decided that, you know, the, this idea in the toy industry was one we, we wanted to run with. And um, so we started working on the prototypes for that got some really cool developments. And that, that was one where I think on a Friday, we were like, hey, Terry, check out these new versions we have. He's like, guys, if you show me another prototype and stop, yeah. <laughs> put, start putting together, start putting together the sell sheet. Okay, we get the idea. We're like, yeah, but um, it's, a, it's really easy to get carried away with prototyping. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's so funny because we're like, Oh, hey, Terry, we did these other shapes. Check this out. He's like, yeah, that's cool. But if you don't contact companies. Um, so then, you know, we started putting, we did our sell sheet for the second idea, put together oh, a really cool video. That's awesome. And, uh, and you know, it was, it was funny for uh, the sell sheet, you know, because we had already done one idea previously. We're like, okay, I think we can do the sell sheet. Yeah. And I, I think we put together a couple and we, we email them to Terry and we're like, okay, he's going to like this one. And he'd message us back like, yeah, it's okay. But you know, it, it, what I liked about, you know, the feedback with Terry was always honest, right? Yeah. Oh, he's honest. If we sent sure. them a, if we sent them a sell sheet that looks, you know, unprofessional or doesn't really communicate what we want the sell sheet to communicate, you know, if he said, well, yeah, fine, go for it. That does a disservice to everybody. Correct. So, you know, part of the process too is really being open to, you know, the feedback and critiques you get yeah. are for the best interest of everybody. It's not because, you know, a coach is looking to you know, say your ideas junk, right? It's That's for right. what you've done, but yeah. 
so then you know we decided we'll we'll uh we'll do a sell sheet we hired somebody on upwork for like 60 bucks uh-huh i think and she put together a fantastic sell sheet um so then this one we started signing it out to companies so we have two ideas right now that are out there nice going through our hit list doing follow-ups with companies um you know we submitted to the hasbro and mattel and uh-huh. some, some other big companies and you know, even we got a Mattel, we got a no from Mattel pretty early on, but even, even getting a no from a company like that is kind of neat. Cause you're like, how many people have gone through the process of sell, submitting an idea to Mattel to even get to the point of getting a no? Uh, yeah. Um, not, uh, so some kinda, people are like, I neat. haven't heard back. I'm not hearing back. And it's like, because they don't want to get back to you because they already blacklisted you. What did you send? It's like, what did you <laughs> yeah. send? What did you yeah. send them? What did you say to them? Because they probably, they may have read whatever you sent or submitted and deleted it. Uh, so yeah. it's, it always, and, the good thing is you know the approach and like the appropriate things to yeah. say, how to fill things out and what to send them and exactly. So it's like this, this guy's professional, not interested in the product, but we're at least going to give him the courtesy of a no. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. you know, and uh, so that's cool. Yeah. The no we got from them was just, you know, from a lot of companies they're you know, it, it doesn't, maybe doesn't fit the product line. Right. And that's fine. And, you know, we, you know, we learned too to go, a no is better than no response, right? Where mm-hmm. if you have, a, if you say no and it doesn't fit your line, that's, totally fine. I just want to get an answer. Yeah. If not, I'll keep following up with you until I do. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, like you said, it's a really important thing. So having a sell sheet that is professional, having an approach that's professional, a video that makes you look legitimate, you're, cause it's, it's an already pretty vulnerable point when you start pitching, sending your ideas Very. to companies. Cause yeah. You know, you, you may have been working on an idea for a year, two years or more. And if you don't send it to anybody, you can't get any no's, right? Yeah. So you, it's like you almost protect your idea because it's safe, right? Yes. You you don't have to do anything. So it's not going to make you any money. It's not going to go anywhere. But you don't have anybody telling you that they don't like your idea. That's so right. at least by having the right approach and the professional your approach, you're like, you're removing some of those um, some of those barriers where you're like, at least I know I'm approaching them well. They're going to think I'm professional and, um, you know, I'm doing the best I can to present the idea. And if, yes. you know, I go through 30 companies and they all say no, well, then I, I guess, you know, maybe I'll move on to the next one. And, right. But it's like, if you work on an idea for five years and you never reach out to anybody, well, you'd probably be better off, you know, started pitching it you know, three or six months in and at least get, you know, it's better to get no's after working on the idea for a couple of months rather than getting no's after working on the idea for five years. It, yeah. Um, that, that is a brutal uh, and painful uh, reality for individuals to kind of be putting in, a, investing in a lot of time and a lot of money on their products for many, many years. And, um, you know, having the fear or the lack of belief or the lack of, you know, uh, knowledge uh, what to do next. But a lot of that fear that comes into play of I've spent all this time and I've spent all this money. And then the 
the approach approaching potential licensees and hearing that no can be significantly crushing to them and um mm -hmm. and that and that can be very that can be very very difficult especially from i we hear it a lot from individuals who've more ventured and spent a lot of time either going down the venture route because they didn't even know about licensing or may have not believed that that was a viable business model or wanted to actually bring the product out to market whatever their reasons were of of venturing and you know and then it comes to a point where they are oftentimes overwhelmed out of money and they just want to you know give it away or let it go or have someone license it but then to make that step of well now i have to submit it to companies and there's the possibility of them rejecting me after i've spent you know 50 100 thousand dollars if not more i'm i'm i'd rather not do that and i'd rather just keep going down the rabbit hole or give up altogether than get a rejection so yeah i do i, I definitely agree with you on allowing yourself to be vulnerable and and um protecting you know like removing those barriers of and knowing yeah. that like okay i've done everything i've can i've i could and i'm putting my best foot forward and i feel confident in that i feel confident in my product i believe in my product i feel confident in knowing I file, followed the right process. I feel confident in what I'm presenting and how I'm communicating it to potential licensees. And if it is a no from everybody, you know, and most likely that's relationships I've built. Those are no's from companies that I'll go back to, submit another idea again, will get to know me, will I'll start building that relationship with them. And, and just because it's a no now doesn't mean it's going to be a no every time on every product that I send them. So it's still mm -hmm. it's still valuable. So do you foresee uh, yeah. do you foresee yourself working on more ideas uh, as you move forward with uh, through the process and not only continuing to follow up with companies on these two products, but um, have other ideas in mind that you would like to also essentially pitch to companies as well? Yes, um, I actually have two ideas I'm working on right now. And, you know, as always, as a, an inventor, it's like out of the list of 20 ideas that I've written down in the past four months, which ones do I want to actually get serious about and like put together, you know, a proof of concept that I can put a, put on a sell sheet, do a PPA yeah. and start pitching. Uh, but I think right now I've, I've decided on two ideas that I'm currently working on, I guess not even prototypes necessarily, proofs of concept that I can use to put together a sell sheet, write the PPAs and then start pitching. So um, the two I have right now, I'm just, I'm trying to find the balance of not going too deep down the rabbit hole of, of prototyping and you know figuring out every little design detail um, before I do you know, PPA and sell sheet, but because I know, you know, what's more valuable is getting um, feedback from a company early on before I go yeah. spend all this time. So I want to get the idea just to the point where I'm comfortable putting it on a sell sheet. Yes. And getting it out to a company because if they say, oh, we love the idea, but what about this thing? Or can you send us a little, you know, a, a prototype? Well, then I'll, sure, I'll, you know, <laughs> not sleep for 24 hours and put together a prototype and send it to them. So 
it's really about getting it to the point where it's ready just to, you know, start getting it out to companies. So I got, yeah, two ideas that I'm hoping in the next, in the next, let's see, this week I'm, I'm, I've started my PPA for one idea. Okay. Uh, the other one I still have to figure out a couple design things, but I'm hoping to start reaching out to companies um, in the next month or two. Uh, I know, you know, back to the, the toy idea, I know right now is an interesting time to reach out to companies. So right now, yeah, I'm okay spending a little time working on the groups of concept. Yeah. Uh, because what, with one of the companies, uh, this toy company, you know, he, I think he emailed me in early April, said, oh, I'll get you back to you in two weeks with an answer if we like it or not. And I followed up, followed up with him yesterday after a month. And you know, he said their their open innovation right now is kind of taking a break during the coronavirus, and you know, it might be a couple months. Okay. Um, so you know, it's, I think it's an interesting time, obviously, to to send to companies, but um, still keep doing yeah, it. Still, First, yeah, we still I, I mean, this, right. This is my. I'm using this model as the <laughs> as the model I'll be using for a long time. I, I plan on using what I've learned from InventRight for is forever forever <laughs> i guess yeah exactly that's that's uh, yeah, the whole you know, point we want you to use the pro you learn the process and you just you apply it to your products and ideas because you can you can apply it you can use it forever once you learn it and you yeah. have that confidence and you're reaching out to like you use it forever and that is the intention for you to learn it and use it forever and and that's where you know i guess for me it's just just continuing to do the process and then right you'll get a little better at each piece yeah and then you know build a, build a cadence where i think where i'm looking at where i need some probably improvement is in the initial phases right like again you know not focusing so much time on creating a fantastic or perfect prototype i think that's where yeah stop it you know i could stop. probably speed up a little bit because uh -huh. Um, but yeah, other than that, I plan on, I, yeah, I, I plan on doing this forever. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and talking about your story and your experience going through the program, learning the process and getting in the game. And, um, we are gonna you know we are here to support you in any way we're gonna continue cheering you on and um and we will continue we'll also be continuing to follow up with you and check in with you and see how everything goes so thank you so much phil for awesome. for joining us thank you for having me and I'm, I'm uh very happy to be part of this community it means a lot to me and um i thank you and the, the whole invent right team and Stephen, Andrew, and Terry, they've, they've all been fantastic. Thank you. Keep inventing. Thank you for listening to the Key to Licensing One Simple Idea, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can also check out our YouTube shows, VentRite TV, with Stephen Key and Andrew Kraus. Join me next week for another interview. Thank you for listening, and keep inventing. <laughs>